I'm so happy that you are here today, and I believe that God's Word will build you up strong in faith to do what He's called you to do and to be who He has called you to be. Praise God. Now, today we are going to first receive the holy tithes and offerings. We're going to bring them into the storehouse of God. And I want us to look at a certain psalm today. And we have looked at it before, but I feel such fresh anointing upon it today. So let's review it again and get this deep into our spirit. Psalm 112, verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. You know, that's very important to love God's word and to love what he says and to follow those commandments. That's very important. Verse two, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Now, Psalm 112 is a psalm that you can take and personalize it and speak it and pray it over your life. And you can believe that this righteous person that is being identified as being in, in God, that person can be you as a believer and that there can be the blessings of the Lord upon your life. Now, let's take again, careful look at verse 3. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Praise God. I want you to take hold of that precious scripture and believe that it will be manifested in your life. Wealth and riches will be in your house. First of all, God wants you to have your own home, a house. Now, if you're in a rental or you're leasing, that's fine. We praise God for the wonderful place that, you're, that you are at this stage. But even if you're in an apartment or whatever the case might be, there in your place of residence, you need to believe God that there are representations of wealth and riches in your house. Now, in my home, in my office, in my home, I have a desk. And when I sit at my desk and I read and study the Word of God, I have within close proximity shelves with books and, uh, you know, other commentaries and other spiritual writings and teachings that illuminate the Scriptures. And I, I can just pull those off the shelf and uh, study and so forth. But also, literally right on my desk, I have mementos of answered prayers. I have things sitting on my desk because I believe God and prayed for it and used my faith and the blessing came and then there it is. So I want those things in front of my eyes. I want to be able to see them. I want to be able to touch them because they are reminders to me of the potency of Psalm 112, verse 3. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And you may think, well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really have a representation of wealth in my house. There's nothing on my table or desk. There's nothing in any of the rooms of my house that would give a representation of what we could consider to be wealth. Well, 
My friends, it starts with one thing. And you know what? It could be something as simple as walk into your kitchen and, you know, and you just think, you know what? I'm going to get a toaster, but I'm not going to get just any toaster. I'm going to get the best toaster there is. And every time you wake up for breakfast and you toast your bread, there is your representation of Psalm 112, verse 3. You have the top of the line toaster in your kitchen, in your house. And when your friends come over, you can say, look at that toaster. Have you ever seen a toaster that can toast bread like that before? Wow, who knows? Maybe they'll get so excited they could faint at seeing your amazing toaster. But you know what? We know that toasters can only be so exciting. So, you know, after you get a representation of wealth, even if it's a nice toaster, hey, there's room to rise after that. Maybe, maybe you might get hit with the inspiration. I would like to have my own coffee espresso machine in my house. I would like to eliminate all of the coffee stores of my having to drive out to them and go through lines and all of that. I can make it here at my house. And maybe you want to have your own, you know, latte espresso machine there in your house. Maybe your own bean grinder. Woo! Praise the Lord. And those, those can range, you know, from uh, $300 to, you know, $13,000. Praise the Lord. But you know what? You can have a representation and that area that you would like to see uh, manifested, and as a, uh, as an example of this scripture working in your life, woo! Praise the Lord, and the possibilities are endless. Wealth and riches will be in His house, and there can come a time and a place where, when you walk through your house, in the various rooms, the various uh, you know living quarters, so to speak, that as you look in that room, you see something you think. That's nice. Praise God. God's been good to me. And maybe you're in a place you don't even have any furniture in your house. Maybe all you have is an old wooden chair. And you found that out by the dumpster. You thought, well, it's better than sitting on the floor. And you brought that into your living room. I'm telling you with God, there's no way, there's nowhere to go but up. Woo! Praise the Lord. And you can get some nice furniture in your house. It all starts with one piece. It all starts with believing God's Word and realizing that God's Word is His will for your life. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really need nice furniture. I mean, I can just, I can sit on the floor and cross my knees and I can be real humble by doing that. And I can sleep on the floor and, um, you know, but look, if you want to be, you know, like a hermit saint, that's between you and the Lord. But if your friends come over, uh, you need to have some furniture, praise God. And you need to have some things that represent kingdom mindset, praise the Lord. Maybe you want to be John the Baptist, and you want to live in a cave and uh, eat locust and wild honey. All I'm saying is that if your friends come over to your cave, you should have some, something that would accommodate them, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wealth. And riches will be in your house. Take the promises of God. Take the Holy Scriptures and personalize them. And make the change up here. With so many Christians, that's where the challenge is. Now, I was raised in church. And it was, it was taught regularly from the pulpit that God wants you to be poor. Now, no Scriptures were ever offered for that to substantiate those statements, except a few scriptures that were twisted 
and taken out of context. And we were just told over and over, God wants you poor. And uh, God doesn't want you to have any kind of wealth because that could be a temptation and uh, that can send you to hell. Stop and think about the really the the silliness of an of a statement like that. If if that were true, then how come the devil doesn't come over to your car in the middle of the night, open up your trunk and just fill it up with one hundred dollar bills? Because that way, with all of that money, surely he knows that you would backslide and go to hell. Well, then how come he's not giving money to Christians to send them on the hell? Because it doesn't work like that. Praise the Lord. Now, we do not love money. We are not covetous. We don't run after money. But we thank the Lord for all the good things that we can do with money. Praise God. Wealth and riches will be in your house. If there's no representation of wealth or riches in your house, it all begins with one item, with one thing. Maybe it's a nice set of cups or glass, or something, that at least there's one thing, and you could say, Father God, it's working, and it begins with one thing, praise God, and the blessing will continue, the blessing of the Lord is perpetual, it's ongoing, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, after you get your espresso machine, maybe you want something else, praise God, amen, wealth and riches will be in his house, and then, you know what happens? They want to go to your house for the Bible study. Let's go to brother so-and-so's house. He's got a nice house. Oh, how come they don't want to go to the cave for the Bible study? There's no lights in the cave. And there's nowhere to sit except on a rock. And that's not comfortable. Let's go to brother so-and-so's house. He's got a nice, big, comfortable home. Or she does. Or whatever the case might be. Wealth and riches in your house for the glory of God. Now, as you bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord so that we will continue to expand the preaching of the gospel around the world. If you're mailing them in, or if you're going to bring them in online, make a little notation and put Psalm 112 verse three. And that's just a notation that says you agree and stand in harmony with the promises of God's word and that you believe that wealth and riches belong in your home because God says that's his will for your life. He wants that. Mm -mm. Now, how many people agree with verse one? Praise the Lord. Yes, Pastor Stephen, we need the praise the Lord. Pastor Stephen, write a new book about praise. Oh, can I write a new book about wealth and riches being in your house? Oh, no, we're not supposed to do that. No, no. No, we're going to take the whole thing, and we're not going to cut, copy, and paste. We're going to take the whole thing and say, amen to all of it. Praise God. And as you do that, trust me, it will begin to manifest in very, very beautiful ways. And it'll start popping up all over your house. Praise God. You'll be putting that beautiful vase there. You'll be putting that new piece of furniture there. Mm, mm, mm. Maybe you want an extra large 75 inch. Oh, let's forget 4k 8k TV. Now, Pastor Stephen, why would I want that? Because I'm on TV preaching the gospel. Praise the Lord. Mm, mm. Trust me. They'll want to go to your house to watch your TV. And since it's your house and your TV, you could say, this is what we're watching. 
Mm-mm. Hallelujah. There I am on God TV. Praise the Lord. World Harvest Network. There I am. Praise God. Dub Broadcasting. There, there we are preaching the gospel. Mm-mm. Why not watch it in HD? Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. Father, as your people are bringing in the holy tithes and offerings, we say, Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. We delight in your commandments, and we delight in the revelation of your will, which is for us to have a nice living place with wealth and riches in our house. Now, Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We stand on your word, and we thank you for your blessing. Working in our lives, in Jesus' name we pray, and we all agree and say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Say it again. Say amen. That means so be it. I agree. Hallelujah. Now, if you are mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. The zip code is 28654. And yes, this small town is named after a waterfall that is only about one mile from here. Praise the Lord. Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Now, if you're bringing them in online, you can do so from anywhere in the world. And there are those that bring them in from uh, countries that are a long ways away from here. But there are various giving options on the website of stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on the homepage that says give. It has a red heart. You can click that. And you can bring the tithes and offerings in regardless of where you live or what time it might be. You can do it online, safe, highly encrypted, and secure. Praise the Lord. And as you do so, put Psalm 112, verse 3. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, my wife and I, we have given away so much beautiful furniture. I'm not talking about something old and wore out. You know, springs poking through the mattress or something like that, or, you know, just stuff wore bare thin. No, I'm not talking about that. We have given away beautiful furniture and excellent condition to various people. And because we just had a heart to do it, and sometimes there was a need for those to receive, and we were blessed to be a blessing. And the Lord has just filled our home with beautiful Beautiful, high-end furniture. Praise God. It is. It is nothing but the blessing of the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed to be a blessing. I see wealth and riches in your house. Praise God. Mm-mm. You're blessed. Praise the Lord. Now, let's take our Bibles today. We're going to jump into today's message now. And I'm going to talk today about special faith for a very special Delivery, Mm-mm. and this is a delivery coming into your life. Praise God. Our key scripture is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I would like for you to pay careful attention today because what I'm teaching uh, contains a large element of the supernatural. For some of you, that may be a little bit new, but welcome to uh, one of the primary ways that God operates, which is through miracles. Hallelujah. You need to understand that because that's a big part of how sometimes God makes these special deliveries. And before we get into the text today, let me just say this. 
without knowing how to flow with the Holy Spirit, you will not. And I can say this with 100% confidence. You will not fulfill the fullness of what God's intended destiny is for your life. You, you just won't know how. And there's also things you're not, you wouldn't even know. And even if you do somehow get it figured out, you don't know how to do it. Because you're, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. So today's message has a large element of the supernatural that will be baked into it. I want you to listen prayerfully and carefully. Now, Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures to our understanding. The eyes of our heart be flooded with light that we can take your word and fully operate in it. We thank you, Father God. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we're going to walk on it. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Please meet me today in verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now it's fascinating that the Apostle Paul writing here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit says that he doesn't want us to be without knowledge or understanding in this particular area. And it is very possible to have a Ph.D., and not know these spiritual gifts. As a matter of fact, when it says now concerning spiritual gifts, the word gifts, if you look carefully, is, is in italics. What does it mean, Bible students, when you see something in the Word of God that's in italics? It means it's not there in the original language. And of course, the New Testament was originally written in Greek. So the, the translators taking it from Greek into English, these translators chose to put the word gifts in there because the context is referring to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But remember, these gifts are spiritual in nature. So you can have a very high intellect, and you can be fluent in Hebrew and Greek, and you can have uh, degrees from the leading theological Cemeteries, oops, excuse me, seminaries, because sadly, that's what happens with a lot of seminaries. Now, there is a vital need for seminaries to learn what we would call, um, you know, orthodoxy and uh, to learn apologetics and to learn Hebrew and Greek. But be careful because. As Paul said, the letter of the law kills, the Spirit gives life. And I've seen a lot of people come out of um, seminaries, and they don't even believe in the virgin birth anymore. Why? Because some of these professors, some of these teachers, they're not even saved. They're not even born again. So you can have a very earnest, on-fire Christian go into some of these schools of religion, Christian schools of religion, and by the time they come out four years later, oh, yes, they know Greek. Yes, they know Hebrew, but they don't even believe in God's existence anymore. So what's, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So there needs to be a spiritual nature of understanding as we're getting into spiritual subjects. Or you'll, you'll be just as lost as, you know, uh, 
as you could be. You, you just don't know where to go because the natural cannot get over into this realm. You will need the help of the Holy Spirit to illuminate your mind and also to quicken you to the unlimited abilities with the Spirit of God. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So let's understand, let's be enlightened in the area of spiritual gifts. And let me just say this, we're going to look at one today, we're going to focus only on one. They're all supernatural. If you ever take any of them out of their supernatural place, you will misinterpret them. And I've heard well-meaning pastors, well-meaning preachers try to teach on the gifts of the Spirit from a natural perspective, such as the word of knowledge. And they'll say something like, well, that just means that person has a gift of knowledge that allows him to sit and study for four or five hours. He has the gift of knowledge. That's, that, that's just, um, that's, you might as well just guess. Uh, th th because that's all that is. That's basically somebody not knowing what it is, and they're parroting somebody else's wrong teaching, and, and th then that just keeps going on down the line. So keep them in the right place. All of the nine gifts of the Spirit, they are all, every single one of them, supernatural. They're, they're, they're in the Spirit realm. Glory to God. Three of the gifts say something. Three of the gifts reveal something. Three of the gifts do something. And the one that we're going to discuss today is one that does something. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit, or the coming forth of the Spirit, the moving of the Spirit, when He moves in these gifts, whichever ones they would be, begin to operate through a believer, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, for the success of all, for the benefit or well-being of all. And that's why we want to be open to the Holy Spirit for the manifestation of of him to move with these gifts coming forth. Why? It's for our profit. It's for our good. Woo, praise the Lord. So we want to let the Spirit move when he is moving. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. It's put first because wisdom is preeminent. Now, let me say this. You, you want to balance that because... There is a balance in Scripture. While wisdom is put first, remember that Solomon was a very, very wise man. But what happened to Solomon is that he actually fell away from the Lord, got into rebellion, watch this, got into idolatry. How terrible. What a great fall from a man that had two dream visitations from the Lord himself, he got so far away from the Lord that he actually is now was in a place bowing down to idols and worshiping them. What a tragedy. Well, Pastor Stephen, I thought, I thought the wisdom would preserve him from all of that. Well, what, what was interesting with uh, Solomon, and he even said it, is that while he was in all of those sins, it said, he said that he still retained his wisdom. So 
wisdom is preeminent in the sense that if you go through life without it, you're going to have a really hard time. So in all of your getting, you, you're going to have to get wisdom and you're going to have to make that preeminent. It will make your life so much smoother. But you're going to have to balance that because there is absolutely something else that you're going to need. And it's something that Solomon didn't have. But David, his father, did. What is that, Pastor Stephen? It's faithfulness. Faithful to the Lord. Praise God. And you put that alongside with wisdom. You'll be a high flyer in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Now, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Praise God. Now, in the Old Testament, you had seven of the nine in operation. And if you look carefully, they're very evident. They're easy to find. Seven of the gifts were functioning in the Old Testament. The two extra ones that we have today in the New Covenant, the New Testament, would be tongues and interpretation of tongues. And they did not have tongues and interpretation back then. We know when that happened, that was released on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. So that's exclusive for what we would call the church age dispensation. Praise the Lord. Now today, I want to talk about the gift of special faith. Now, let me first say that this is not normal faith. I, I wouldn't even say it's like normal Christian living faith. This is something that's special. This is a type of faith that's actually miraculous. It's supernatural. And when it comes upon you, you're able to believe literally with the faith of God. A portion of His faith touches you. And trust me, uh, w with God, his, He doesn't have any doubt or any unbelief. And so a miracle portion of that faith touches you. And your faith just, it's like it goes through the roof. And what He says or what He tells you to do, there is explosive faith to do that. And it is a supernatural faith. One minister, uh, Prophet Kenneth Hagin, he called it the gift of special faith. And I think that's a great designation for that. It's not normal faith. This is special faith. Now, in your normal Christian living experience, there are some things that you would like to come into your life that are not there at the time. But it doesn't really require maybe what we would call a miracle or this special faith to manifest in order for some of these things to come along. Eventually, just by walking with the Lord, the function of the blessing itself will work and those things will come into your life. Let me give you an example. We see this in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently 
Obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So as you walk with the Lord, as you serve Him, live for Him, as you delight in His commandments and endeavor to walk in the light of His Word, the blessing, it starts coming, and it will catch up with you, and it overtakes you. So it, for many of the things that you would like to see happen in your life, it, it's not like it's going to take a miracle or special faith to manifest. Many of these things will be, if I can use this phrase, they'll be picked off. Just because of the blessing. You could just check them off, check them off, check them off. Why? The blessing's working. Praise God. And as you walk with the Lord and walk in the blessing, those things just happen. The good things of God just happen in your life. Praise the Lord. Now, the blessings can be progressive. And as you use your faith and exercise your faith, you can pull some things in just by, I would call it developed faith. It's still not like you need a, a miracle for it. It's just that your faith is growing. And, you know, once uh, what you thought was difficult is now, it's, it's no big deal. Maybe, maybe there was a time in your life you couldn't walk a mile. It seemed too far or too hard. But now you can walk five miles and it's, you, just know, you know, a mile is like it's nothing anymore. Well, same way with your faith. You just develop. You grow in your faith. You've been walking with the Lord for a while. You're learning His kingdom principles. And so you have, you have advanced. And so just by that strong faith, you can pull things in. It still doesn't mean that you need a miracle or special faith to manifest, but you can just keep making good progress. Let me give you an example of that. We see this in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and let's go to verse 32. This would be young David when he's going to have a conversation with King Saul. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. That would be a reference to Goliath. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. So there is a progressive nature of faith. Now, I would agree, certainly, that what David is getting into does move into the miraculous, where the spirit of faith came upon him, and uh, th there was a miracle work, because you just can't go out and kill a lion. You, not, not, not if you get yourself pumped up, and you, maybe you listen to some upbeat music, and you think, I'm ready, I'm going to go do it. You know, you're up against something that's physically superior in the sense that he's got claws, he's got teeth, 
He's outweighing you by 400 pounds, and this is not going to end well when you're just standing there with, you know, maybe a little bitty, you know, like club or something that's only that long. This, this is not humanly possible. So we understand that there is a miracle element here, but still understand the progress of faith. He starts with the lion, a very fearsome opponent, fast and quick and agile and strong and just sinewy and muscular, and he kills the lion. But then you come up against brute power and, uh, you know, kind of like a tank where now the bear has come on the scene. But he also kills a bear. So he definitely progressed to a different level. But then after that, there is Goliath, a literal giant, Whew. probably weighed more than the lion or the bear. I, I have no doubt that he did. Just gigantic this gigantic being. And I tell you what, David took him out also. So there's lion, there's bear, and there is the giant. So you, you progress in your faith. And once uh, what maybe seemed to be a very high hurdle, maybe like an obstacle, like a mountain, well, you got past that, and then you did it several times, then it seemed like no big deal. Praise God. So there is that place where you move forward in your faith, but then but then there are some areas where it's outside of the normal natural law for some of these things to happen that you would like for God to do in your life. That's why you need special faith, because I believe there are some assignments. Maybe I would even use the word commissions that the Lord would have for you, and you're going to need the Holy Spirit. You're going to need him to manifest and come forth and touch you with the touch of special faith, where the faith of God suddenly enters into your heart and the impossible becomes possible. Now, all of the gifts of the Spirit are, yes, supernatural. Remember, when that touch of the Spirit comes, suddenly even natural laws can be suspended or overridden by the power of God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's go back again to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Praise the Lord. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another special faith by the same Spirit. I stand here today to prep you to get ready for the Holy Spirit to touch you at those needful moments with the gift of special faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Again, it will be for special moments. This is outside of the normal experience. Now, a normal experience is that you wake up and you go down to your kitchen for breakfast Maybe you grab cereal. Maybe you want uh, pancakes or something like that. Maybe you go to the refrigerator, take out some eggs or milk. You prepare your breakfast. But sometimes normal life before has been interrupted. There's probably going to be times in the future without any doubt where we will have certain types of interruption. There's no need to fear. The Holy Spirit is on the earth to help the people of God. 
Let me give you an example. In the 1930s, we had a tremendous recession in America, and you had, you had millions of unemployed workers standing around with no job. Well, if you go long enough with that, with no job and no money, uh, eventually you're going to run into this area of no food. And that happened to many Americans. But on uh, the European continent, they also had their difficulties around the same time frame. And it was very severe, particularly in uh, the country of Wales. In the 1930s, many families literally ran out of food. But the Christians that were the praying Christians that were spirit filled and knew the power of God and knew the consistency and the supernatural nature of the Holy Spirit, they would pray and they would get on their knees and pray and they would call out to God and say, Father, there's no food in the larder. Now, that's what they call it over there. You, we would call it like a food pantry where we keep maybe, uh, you know, soup or, or bread or things like that. Of course, uh, you know, we have refrigerators and stuff like that. So things are a little bit different. But even today, we have a food pantry. They called it a larder. And they would pray, Father, you know that the larder is empty. But, oh, God, even in the midst of no food, we know that you're able to provide for us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we conclude this prayer, we're going to get up and we believe that you will feed us good today. And there were countless miracle testimonies, countless. It happened to family after family that would pray in faith, believing God, and they would walk to the larder and they would say, Father, we thank you when we open the door, there will be food. And they would open the door to the empty larder. They would open the door and it would be full of food, every kind of food that you could think of, enough food to keep you going for a while until you needed to go pray again. And say, Lord, we're here again because we need another miracle. Now, trust me, if you're in a place and this is not a normal day, well, you know, everything is kind of like working, you know, as we normally would expect life to run. If you have those moments in the future where suddenly you need God's help, let me tell you that that gift of faith through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit can touch you and you pray with faith. And you open the, the larder or the door, whatever it might be, in faith. And I'll, I'm telling you what, because it's the faith of God. When you open it, it will be there. I think about the time many years back, it was the early 1970s. And Catherine Kuhlman had written a manuscript. It was quite a long manuscript. I think when the book was actually published, it was over 200 pages long. So that's a big manuscript. And something happened uh, with the manuscript. Uh, you know, she had all kinds of stuff around the office and papers and stuff like that. And somehow the manuscript, it got misplaced and it, it virtually just got lost. She didn't know where it went. None of the office workers knew where it went. And so she had written an entire book on a manuscript, but now the manuscript is lost. Wow. That was a lot of work. I know what that's like to write a whole book. You wouldn't want to lose the manuscript. Well, Pastor Stephen, the, the book is for sale. What, what, obviously something happened. Yes. Of course, she passed on. But the book is still selling today. The book is about miracles, by the way. This is what she did. The Holy Spirit came upon her, and she sensed 
what we would call or identify as the gift of faith. She went out to her car. Now, her team had already searched the car, top to bottom, searched everything. They had searched her house. They searched everywhere. They gave up. She went out to her car, and she said, Father, in Jesus' name, I believe that as I sit in this car seat, that as I reach my hand down, that there on the left side between the door and the seat, as I reach my hand down, the manuscript will be there in the name of Jesus. And she's reached her hand down and grabbed the manuscript, the full manuscript, and pulled it up. Woo! Praise the Lord. What is that? That is special faith. That is God's faith touching you, entering you, and you now literally believe with the faith of God. That is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And with that manuscript, you know, now, whew, let's protect it, uh, submit it to, get, get it to the printer. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And of course, the book went all over the world and blessed many, many people. Praise God. And of course, even, even today, 40 years later, people are still buying the book. Thank you, Jesus. If it were not for a manifestation of faith, special faith, and the working of a miracle for that to happen. You know what? There's a lot of people that would not have been stirred in their faith to believe because the book was full of miracle testimonies. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't think there's anything wrong with maybe buying some supplies for future difficulties that could touch the nation regardless of where you live at in the world. I, and I realize some countries can be, maybe we could say, more unstable than others. I, I've been in countries before, you don't know when the power is going to go off. It could go off literally any time. You, you just don't know why. It's uh, instability in many areas. But let me say this, regardless of where you live, even if you live here in America, don't let your faith and trust be in your stored food don't let your faith and trust be in the fact that you have 5,000 packs of ramen noodles saved up because you're ready to ride out the storm. Let your faith be in the Lord. He'll take better care of you, and, and uh, you know, he'll feed you a lot better also than ramen noodles. Whew. I saw one person wheeling a cart out of ramen noodles. It, it maybe had 1,000. He, he, I think he had 1,000 packs of ramen noodles rolling out of the supermarket with this uh, warehouse almost of noodles packed onto the cart and I just thought you know he, he's going to die of sodium intake uh, before he's going to die of starvation whoo Lord have mercy trust the Lord God will always take care of you and as many of God's people know in other parts of the world where this reliance upon God is more required in areas of instability they know the true stability of God He'll always feed you. He'll always take care of you. He will always move you forward and get you through. Praise the Lord. And that way you can have peace. Because when the Lord sends me, I'm going. I'm not afraid to leave the food supply. Oh, I've got a few cans of this or that. You know, I've got some, you know, you know a couple extra cans of tomato sauce. or that, That's just because I like it. But, you know, um, but if the Lord tells me to leave and go on a three-week trip to minister, I'm not like, oh, oh, God, I can't go because what happens if society breaks down and I'm away from my stash? No, God is my stash. 
praise the Lord. And when you are tied into Him, and you know the power of the Holy Spirit, you're, you're at liberty. You have peace. You have a peace that the world could never know. Mm-mm. And the world can't know it because the only way that you come into it is through Christ. Every blessing is accessed through faith, through Christ, in His name. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. That's why your testimony will be different. Your testimony will be one of victory and of overcoming. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let me say this. Even with special faith in manifestation, you need to have a strong prayer life because the strong prayer life will bump that gift up to maximum output for what God intends it to be in your life. But even with the Spirit moving, even in the midst of revival, as we would say, you can't let your prayer life go because it's very, very dangerous that to happen. You have to stay very close with the Lord. I believe you know that. I'm preaching to the choir. I know that you know that. But you need to keep your, your prayer life up, your walk with the Lord very close, because it will keep that, that manifestation of the, of the Spirit sharp and pushing at the highest, I would call it the 100-fold level that God wants it to be at. And I would like to share a little testimony of a certain man that had a miracle ministry that operated very consistently with the miracle that was based primarily upon special faith operating in his life and his need to always pray to keep that gift at the level that God wanted to be at to make the strongest impact to unbelievers and skeptics and people like that, as well as, of course, an encouragement to the body of Christ. Excuse me. Praise God. Let me read an example to you. This would be the story very briefly, the story of Reverend Roscoe Coyne. And this uh, story, I'm glad it was uh, shared by uh, Pastor John Hamill, a good minister who knew Roscoe Coyne and shared about this man's miracle ministry. Praise the Lord. Let me just read a little bit about this miracle minister. In 1951, in Sepulpa, Oklahoma, seven-year-old Roscoe Coyne had his right eyeball surgically removed after an accident. They took the eyeball completely out. Okay? Ten months later, during a miracle tent crusade being conducted by evangelist Daisy Gillock, sister of world evangelist Dr. T.L. Osborne, Ronald suddenly began to see through his empty eye socket as a result of Sister Gillock's prayer. Now, John Hamill said that uh, his wife Barbara worked for Dr. Osborne for nearly 20 years. As a result, she came to personally know Sister Gillock as well. As a result of this spectacular miracle, Reverend Coyne traveled the world for the next 43 years of his life demonstrating what the Lord had done for him. Uh, he was on many different TV shows from everything from Oprah Winfrey, Geraldo Rivera, Phil Donahue, uh, the show called That's Incredible, uh, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, etc. On and on it goes. Now, Pastor Hamill said, 
Brother Coyne once told me that he always told these TV talk show hosts, I'll come on your show and I'll demonstrate this miracle. However, you, you must allow me to tell the multitudes that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone did this for me. If you will not allow me to give glory to Jesus, I simply cannot come on your program. Reverend Coyne said that they never contested his demands. Now, uh, through those television shows and him demonstrating God's miracle power, there's no telling how many people were one to the Lord. And it was a great, it has been a great number. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me share how this gift worked in his life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor Hamill said, Reverend Coyne, the man, Reverend Coyne, the man with no right eye, came to the church where I was pastor in Norman, Oklahoma, and actually demonstrated this miracle. This was not the eyeless vision act performed by musicians for centuries, as some have suggested. This was a true miracle of God, which I came to witness firsthand. Now this pastor, Pastor Hamill said, I personally covered his existing left eye. Okay, so Reverend Coyne could see out of his left eye, but he had no eyeball in the socket at all over here on the right. So Reverend Hamill, Pastor Hamill said, I covered his existing left eye with my own handkerchief, not some transparent prop provided from some bag of tricks. He said, a handkerchief, which I folded six or eight times over. I then held it in place with approximately one half roll of adhesive tape. And he said, I taped it so tightly to Reverend Coyne's nose and cheekbone that he later told me, you hurt me when you did that. If I didn't like you so much, Pastor John, I would have been angry with you for that. He was correct in his analysis of my eye covering tape job. I was determined that he would not be able to see out of his existing eye. I believe right now on the image of what you're watching on the screen, there should be an image of Reverend Coyne with that eye covered. As you can see, it's taped up and covered. Brother Coyne removed, he would remove his plastic eyeball, and he said, uh, Pastor Hamill said he placed a plastic eyeball on the pulpit. He then read everything brought to him by our, our congregation. And remember, he's reading it. This eye's covered. He can't see anything. He's reading it out of an eye where there's no eye, out of a socket with no eyeball. Praise the Lord. He then read everything brought to him by our congregation, from the Bible to driver's licenses, birth certificates, newspaper articles, etc., without one single mistake. 41 people handed him something to read in that service. One woman shrieked when she realized her maiden name was still on her nursing license. She did not realize it until Reverend Coyne read it aloud. Brother Coyne flawlessly demonstrated this miracle of God, not only in our morning service, but during the evening service as well. Many tears were shed as people realized they were in the presence of a miracle working God. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to read something very interesting. Um, this is a discussion that John Hamill, a pastor, had with Reverend Coyne on the telephone. And Pastor Hamill said, as we were visiting on the phone, 
I asked Reverend Coyne the following question. Ronald, who is Reverend Coyne, Ronald, can you see out of that empty eye socket all the time or just when the Holy Spirit allows you to? He answered, Pastor John, I can see out of my empty eye socket 24-7, with or without my plastic eye in place. As I'm driving down the road, I can see out of it as well as I can as I can with my other eye. I can see out of it all the time. As a matter of fact, I have 20-20 vision in both eyes, and I guarantee you that I have better vision than you do. How about that? A man with no eyeball in the socket with perfect 20-20 vision out of that socket. Mm-mm. Reverend Coyne continued. There is only one exception to this, Pastor. Now listen, listen very carefully. He told Pastor Hamill, there's only one exception to this. If I get in the presence of someone who absolutely refuses to believe, the Holy Spirit can become so grieved that I begin to lose my vision through the empty socket. However, I have discovered that if I stay built up in God's Word, that will pretty much overcome the spirit of unbelief when it comes through another human being, preventing that from happening. But if I don't deliberately spend time in God's Word, that eye socket can still go blind when I get in the presence of someone who doesn't believe. This used to happen all the time when this miracle occurred for me as a little boy. I didn't understand it then. One day a minister took me aside and explained to me why that would happen. He showed me how I can keep my faith level up by reading the Bible, and that would keep my eye from going blind in the presence of an unbeliever. He was right. Praise the Lord. Now, I would say that in my ministry, I have discovered the same thing, that when special faith comes upon my life and the gifts of the Spirit, they, they overlap. They can dovetail together. And with me, what happens often is that special faith will begin to mix with discerning of spirits. And that gift begins to flow through me so strong because it's not my faith only. It's God's faith that is now coming to my heart. And it's so strong, I can pull others into the gift of the discerning of the spirits, even if it's never happened ever in their whole Christian experience, that gift can get so strong on me that miracles begin to happen throughout the room, and suddenly others are now operating in discerning of spirits. And I've had it happen even with unbelievers and with skeptics in the room where they start picking up on the miracles that are happening, and they're like, how is this happening? It's happening because it's not my faith anymore. It's God's faith in me. Woo, praise the Lord. Now that requires me in order to move in a realm where it's not only touching the believers even, but it's now touching unbelievers. It requires me to come into the meetings, just like Reverend Coe, very prepared, prayed up, time spent in the word. So my faith is so strong that regardless of who's in that meeting, we're going to let God be in charge and God's going to flow through the submitted vessel, his servant, and then God can be glorified. Praise the Lord. Amen. So remember, even with gifts of the Spirit in manifestation, even special faith, even working of miracles, you need to have a strong prayer life, especially when the Holy Spirit comes to manifest that gift. And as you're prayed up, whew, you'll take that gift to the fullest of its potential, and the Lord will be glorified. And trust me, 
There will be those that want to receive Christ. Praise God. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Let me say this. There are certain miracles that God wants to do for you, but you can't get into the working of miracles without special faith. Special faith opens the door for the gift of working of miracles to manifest. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me go back just for a moment to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now, a few days ago, I preached a message about your giants falling. The message was entitled, Giant Killers. Praise the Lord. And let me mention this because I believe that God wants to touch you through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Remember, God the Father is in heaven. Jesus, His Son, our Redeemer, is seated at His right hand. And the Holy Spirit is here on the earth. One God, but God is comprised of three distinct persons. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in the earth. Hallelujah. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to touch you at times with special faith. And although in the natural it may seem impossible for that giant to fall, the Holy Spirit is going to touch you with the faith of God. And you'll look at that giant and you'll say, with faith, I don't care how big you are, how mean you are, how impossible this may look, you and I both know you're going down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Get ready, because the Holy Spirit is going to touch you with special faith to accomplish the objectives of prayer that you have set yourself to. Praise God. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 39. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk. His sword would be Saul's sword. So he's trying out armor that he's not familiar with. It's too big for him. For he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Verse 49. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out the stone, the stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. Praise the Lord. Now, as a Holy Spirit assignment, I believe the Lord showed me this is something that we need to do. You get five stones if you need that many. You may only have one or two prayer objectives right now that are so strong on your heart, you only need one or two stones. Get five stones if you need to. If all you need is one, just grab one. But on each stone, write the prayer object objective that you're believing God to do this year. And write on it what that stone's assignment is. Look, I believe that your giants, they're going to be attending a rock concert 
that's hosted this year by you and the Holy Spirit. And they're all going to go down. So take your stones. Don't take more than five because we're sticking with the biblical principle here. I took my shepherd's pouch, which is really just a little pouch I found around the house, and I put my stones in it. Two of them. I didn't put five because I have two primary prayer objectives that are receiving all of my prayer focus. Now I pray for other things, but there's two that I'm really going after. And I've written on each stone what their objective is. And I want you to take those with you, whether it's one stone or two stones or five, take them with you throughout the year and pray over those stones as a point of contact and watch as you're going throughout this year, you are going to see the Holy Spirit touch you with the gift of supernatural special faith and your heart will explode with faith as you're praying to God, lifting those stones before him. Hallelujah. And you'll know that God's going to do it. Why? His faith has entered your heart. I tell you what, special faith takes you into working of miracles and God wants to do miracles for you. Praise the Lord. There are some things that they require nothing short than a miracle. And my friends, God's going to do it for you. And as you pray, you will be touched with special faith. Praise the Lord. Get your stones, keep them with you right on each stone. What that prayer objective is, and you'll see it fall. You'll see the giant fall this year. Praise God. Praise the Lord. How will they fall, Pastor Stephen? Through the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. You cannot complete your assignment on earth without the help of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. But I know that you believe in the vital ministry of the Holy Spirit, and you are going to experience His power in this area. Now, there are three gifts that say something, three gifts that reveal something, three gifts that do something. The three gifts that do something are special faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings. That's the power gifts. Get ready this year to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, don't just trust or depend upon the, the manifestation of the gift. Pray. That way, as the gift comes forth, and you'll be touched with it with such tremendous power to pray, that you are getting the fullest potential out of the manifestation of that gift because you're a person of prayer. Don't be a spiritual couch potato. Be walking with the Lord strongly in prayer, and you'll see these giants fall in your life, and you'll see the Lord glorified, and you'll have tremendous testimonies. I thought I was going to have five stones in my shepherd's bag, but I put two in there and they were so heavy on my heart. I said, Lord, I will not add any more at this time. Two stones. Praise God. And I'm slinging them with prayer specifically towards the intended target. Glory to God. Mm -mm. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you to be ready to receive this manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Father, you see those with their hands up right now, hungry to receive the manifestations of what we know as the power 
gifts. Father, it begins with special faith, an extraordinary faith beyond the normal everyday we walk by faith type experience. Father, this is the supernatural faith to take them into the working of miracles. Now, Father, let them open their hearts right now. And Father, as your Holy Spirit chooses, as he desires, and he's very desirous to do this, we thank you. There will be the mighty wind, the mighty touch of your spirit, and they will be lit on fire to pray with special faith. They will be lit on fire to decree and command with special faith, and they will release miracles, and your power will go forth, and the miracle will be seen. We thank you, Father God, that mighty giant killers are on the scenes right now. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. With a sling and a stone, the giant will fall. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. We give you glory. Even as your spirit got behind David's sling and caused that stone to come out at a velocity beyond what any human could throw it at. Thank you, Father God. We just give you praise for the miracles that you're going to do. We praise you in advance for it. Whether it's one miracle or five, we thank you, Father God, that all of the giants are going to fall. And it will be a great time of celebration and rejoicing. Father, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Make sure you have your stones right on them, their specific assignment. Put them in your shepherd's bag. Put them in your prayer bag. Take them with you everywhere you go this year and pray and watch. You're going to see special faith hit you at times with such tremendous faith. Pray, decree, pray, hallelujah. And then you will shift into working of miracles. And then you'll know the, the truth of the scripture where you de decree a thing, you declare a thing, and it will be done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Father, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're watching today's program and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, my friends, it begins by receiving him into your heart. And because you have heard the word, faith has come alive in your heart. Faith is a gift from God. You can use that faith, that measure of faith that God has given you right now to receive Christ into your heart. Pray this prayer after me right now. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, and my sins have separated me from a holy God. But Jesus, you died on the cross to save sinners like me. So Jesus, I give you my life. Come into my heart now. I take you. I receive you now as my Savior. Jesus, Wash all of my sins away. Give me your new life. And from this day forward, lead me and guide me by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. And my friends, the Lord has heard that prayer and he has stepped into your heart and he has saved you. You now belong to him. Live for him. And he's going to be so good to you. Woo, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, let's take Holy Communion together. I want to invite you to grab some 
unleavened bread and grab some grape juice and we're going to pray over it because your special faith operating in that gift is going to produce some very special deliveries into your life. Mm -mm. Now let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We use this prayer to consecrate, to set apart this now as being holy. And we thank you that through this prayer of dedication and consecration, this is now the body and the blood of Christ. Now, Father, we, when we look at it, we still see a little wafer and grape juice, but it is the body and the blood under the form of bread and grape juice. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the body of Jesus, that as we receive his body, we receive his word, his strength, his anointing. Father, thank you for the gifts of your spirit. Let your Holy Spirit have freedom and our hearts to flow. And we thank you, Father, that special faith is it's very spontaneous. Let it be so strong, that it be so strong that we just stand up and pray or do whatever it is that your spirit would direct us to do. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise God. You know, one, one morning, it was about 26, it was over 26 years ago, I woke up in the morning, and special faith came over me in a way I've never experienced before. And God spoke to me through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, leave immediately and go to California. I was living in Texas. It was 6 o'clock in the morning. I had the best job I've ever had in my life. I had my own private office, my own desk. I had a great future with a company that had been in business for over 80 years. And the Holy Spirit said, leave immediately and go to California. Wow. Woo. Praise the Lord. But you know what? The faith of God was all over me. And miracles happened all day long. And God was with me and established me in what for me at that time of my life was a new land. Praise the Lord. I remember when I went into work to try to explain to my boss, I thought, God, how am I going to explain this to my boss? But yet my, my boss, who was the boss over the whole company, he was so happy for me. And he... To my total uh, shock, I had, no, I had no clue this was going to happen, that when I told him what God had told me to do, he actually opened this desk drawer and pulled out, would you believe this, pulled out a bottle of anointing oil and poured it on my head and said, go, when you get there, I'll mail you your check. Just tell me where your address is and I'll mail you your final check. Wow. See, when special faith comes... And God says to do something. And that was a word of wisdom, a supernatural instruction telling me what to do. If you do it, it'll work. And when it's God, there's power all over it. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. I did it. And because God was with me, it worked. And, and the faith was on me. The faith was holding me together as I drove not even really knowing where I was going, except I sensed it was Southern California. God was with me. How, Pastor Stephen, how did you do something like that? Special faith just resting on me, resting on me. Wow, praise the Lord. 
It was a long drive, but I have to be honest, I really enjoyed it <laughs> because God was with me <laughs> Woo, the whole time. Mm, mm, mm. And yes, I was praying in tongues the whole time, and it kept, it just kept that faith up there the whole way. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, don't, don't ever try to fabricate a manifestation of the Spirit. Let God be God. You can't fake miracles. Let God be God. But let me tell you, the genuine, the valid, will outdo any fake or alternate or anything from the dark side. Don't ever touch the fake stuff. Stay with God. Mm -mm, because when the, the Lord's in it, not only is it miraculous, but the blessing and the, you know, even as Paul said, these things are for your profit. The goodness that goes along with it, or we could even say the profit, uh, the good things that come out of it is stuff that's just stamped with God's blessing. Praise God. So pray and be open and walk close to the Lord because you're going to know the power of the power gifts. You're going to know the power of the Holy Spirit coming to you through special faith. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, it's quite exciting. Mm, praise God. Your days of skydiving will be over. Your days of bungee jumping will be over. You don't have to do crazy stuff anymore to get a rush. When you walk with the Lord, trust me, you'll have enough encounters with the Holy Spirit. You don't need artificial thrills. Praise the Lord. You don't need to go out in your car and drive 180 miles an hour just to see what that's like. No, you don't do crazy stuff at all. You have such a, a thrilling life with the Lord. Mm-mm. You don't need any artificial stimulation. Praise God. Woo, glory to God. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus, holy and pure. Father, as we receive the blood of Christ, we ask that you would forgive us of any sins that we've committed. And we ask that you would wash them away. And Father, if we have sinned against, or if anybody has sinned against us, we forgive them. Praise you, O God. We, we forgive and we go on. Thank you, Father God. So let your blood wash away all sin. We thank you for strength. We give you praise. Father, we ask that you would lead us away from temptation. We ask that you would deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive it. We receive it with great thanksgiving. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Somebody is being delivered right now from an unclean spirit. It's leaving you right now as you were receiving the Holy Communion. That thing's leaving you right now. You can sense it's, it's leaving. It's, it's gone. Praise God. You're free. Well, Pastor Stephen, I wasn't expecting that. Well, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit's in you and also around in a sense where he can manifest himself, uh, uh, good things can happen at any moment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That thing has left you. Praise the Lord. And your, your heart's at peace. Your soul's at peace. Praise God. Glory to God. Matter of fact, you're, you're enveloped in peace, in the peace of God right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. We welcome your Holy Spirit into our lives. Not only to indwell us as believers, because we are the temple of your spirit, but also to move and to, uh, he has liberty. We give him full liberty to move as he desires. We thank you, Father God.
We ask that you would be glorified through this. We thank you that Christ will be exalted. Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God has not left one good thing out of your life. There's nothing that he did not prepare for or plan for, for your total success and blessing and your enjoyment in him. Lean into him and your life will be so colorful. It'll be so blessed. You'll be so happy. Amen. You'll be rejoicing every day. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.